It is true. You are not saved by works, but without works, you are not saved. Ephesians 2, 8 and 10, uh, 8 through 10, excuse me. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. We are saved, the born again, unto good works. The epistle of James, chapter 2, verse 17, Even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone. Without works, one who claims the covenant of promise is classified as a tear, which is a weed that grows up amongst the wheat in the parable found in Matthew 13. In the early stages, it's hard to discern the real from the fake, but at harvest, it becomes abundantly clear. One bears fruit and one does not. Matthew thirteen thirty, Let both grow together until the harvest, and in the time of harvest I will say to the reapers, Gather ye together first the tares, and bind them in bundles to burn them, but gather the wheat into my barn. A sizable percentage of the church would be classified as tares. I must be sure I am not in that number. Bearing fruit begins with one repenting of one's sins and believing upon Jesus Christ in his shed blood at Calvary to wash them all away. Bearing fruit continues on from there and would include confessing with my mouth unto witnesses that God's love, Jesus Christ, is my Lord and Savior, and I have chosen to follow him. Studying the Word of God in his Holy Bible daily. Attending a full gospel church of Jesus Christ that walks totally between the covers of God's Word. Obeying Christ's example and command to be baptized in water by immersion. Pivotal to bearing fruit is obeying the Lord's last words and first commandment given to his new church, which was to tarry in Jerusalem until they were baptized with the Holy Ghost. This happened on the day of Pentecost. Visit God Said, Man Said, Holy Ghost series for full details. Loving my neighbor and as my and my enemies, uh, tithing from my income and giving of my time to build up the kingdom of God, which would include fruits like preaching the gospel to the lost, feeding the hungry, clothing the naked, healing the sick, etc. Bearing fruit would include encouraging your brothers and sisters with your testimony of deliverance and so much more. Whether I am a fruit-bearing child of God or a tear, it's entirely up to me. Dear visitor, have you yet to be born again as Jesus declares in John 3, 3? Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except that man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. In just a moment, I will invite you to follow me in a simple prompt, and if you follow from your heart, absolutely everything will change for you today. Today you will be born a most literal second time, this time of the Spirit of God, and this miracle of miracles will include a new father, a new name, and even a new birth certificate that is recorded in the Lamb's Book of Life. Today all your sin and shame will be washed away by Christ's cleansing blood. It will be as if you never sinned. Today, all of Satan's bondages in your life will be broken, no matter how formidable they may appear. You will be free. Today, 
you will begin to bear eternal fruit. Here is the simple prompt I promised. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said, Matthew twenty-four thirty-two through 34. Now learn a parable of the fig tree. When his branch is yet tender and porteth forth leaves, ye know that summer is nigh. So likewise ye, when ye shall see all these things, know that it is near, even at the doors. Verily I say unto you, This generation shall not pass, till all things be fulfilled. God said, Daniel chapter 8, 24 and 25, And his power shall be mighty, but not by his own power. And he shall destroy wonderfully, and shall prosper and practice and shall destroy the mighty and the holy people. And through his policy also, he shall cause craft to prosper in his hand, and he shall magnify himself in his heart, and by peace shall destroy many. He shall also stand up against the prince of princes, but he shall be broken without hand. God said, Zechariah fourteen one through 4 Behold, the day of the Lord cometh, and thy spoil shall be divided in the midst of thee. For I will gather all nations against Jerusalem to battle, and the city shall be taken, and the houses rifled, and the women ravished. And half of the city shall go forth into captivity, and the residue of the people shall not be cut off from the city. Then shall the Lord go forth and fight against those nations, as when he fought in the day of battle." And his feet shall stand in that day upon the Mount of Olives, which is before Jerusalem on the east. And the Mount of Olives shall cleave in the midst thereof toward the east and toward the west. And there shall be a very great valley. And half of the mountain shall remove toward the north and half of it toward the south. Man said, who needs God when you got a phone? Now the record. Welcome to God Said, Man Said, feature 1,184 that will once again certify the supernatural and inerrant bona fides of God's beautiful book, the Majority Text Holy Bible. All of these features are archived here in text and streaming audio for your edification and to use as ammunition in the battle for the lost souls of the sons and daughters of Adam. Every Thursday Eve, God willing, they grow by one. Thank you for coming. May God's face shine upon you with light and truth. It's known in the church as the doctrine of eminence. The basic of this New Testament teaching is that Jesus Christ could return for his church, which will meet him in the clouds, commonly known as the rapture, at any given moment. We are cautioned not to set an exact time and date for Christ's return. For Jesus said, no individual knows that time, not even he himself, but only the Father. But we are directed to watch for specific signs. Very dark and ominous days approach for the children of Israel and the world at large. These dark and ominous days will lead up to the world-ending battle of Armageddon. God's word knows this time is Jacob's trouble. The prophet Jeremiah pens these words several hundred years after King David's death. Jeremiah 30, verse 4 through 9. 
And these are the words that the Lord spake concerning Israel and concerning Judah. For thus saith the Lord, We have heard a voice of trembling, of fear, and not of peace. Ask ye now, and see whether a man doth travail with child. Wherefore do I see every man with his hands on his loins as a woman in travail, and all faces are turned into paleness? Alas, for that day is great, so that none is like it. It is even the time of Jacob's trouble, but he shall be saved out of it. For it shall come to pass in that day, saith the Lord of hosts, that I will break his yoke from off thy neck, and will burst thy bonds, and strangers shall no more serve themselves of him. But they shall serve the Lord their God, and David their king, whom I will raise up unto them. This passage is referring to the soon-to-come reign on the earth of Jesus Christ, the Son of David in the flesh. Several applicable verses follow. Matthew 9:27. And when Jesus departed thence, two blind men followed him, crying and saying, Thou Son of David, have mercy on us. Matthew 21, verse 9. And the multitudes that went before and that followed cried, saying, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Matthew 21:15. And when the chief priests and scribes saw the wonderful things that he did, and the children crying in the temple and saying, Hosanna to the Son of David, they were sore displeased. When Jesus speaks of signs to watch that will herald the time of his return for his church and the soon-to-follow Armageddon, he admonishes us, admonishes us excuse me, to learn the parable of the fig tree, Matthew 24, 32 through 34. Now learn a parable of the fig tree, when his branch is yet tender and putteth forth leaves, ye know that summer is nigh. So likewise ye, when ye shall see all these things, know that it is near, even at the doors. Verily I say unto you, This generation shall not pass, till all these things be fulfilled. In Jeremiah chapter 24, the children of Israel are described as the figs. When this chapter is written, ten of the original twelve tribes of Israel have been routed and dispersed by their enemies as a result of their rejection of the God who led them out of Egyptian bondage. Two tribes remain, Judah and Benjamin, with their capital Jerusalem, and therein the holy temple of God, but they also follow in the footsteps of their rebellious brethren, and are destroyed and scattered by Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon. Jeremiah 24, 1 and 2. The Lord showed me, and behold, two baskets of figs were set before the temple of the Lord, after that Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, had carried away captive Jeconiah, the son of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, and the princes of Judah with the carpenters and smiths from Jerusalem, and had brought them to Babylon. One basket had very good figs, even like the figs that are first ripe, and the other basket had very naughty figs which could not be eaten, they were so bad. Speaking of the good figs, Jeremiah 24, 6 says, And I will plant them and not pluck them up. In 1948, on May 14, after 2,000 years of exile, a people without a country find their country restored. Israel once again joins the League of Nations, once again takes their place on the world globe 
and marks the countdown to the end of the world. Israel, the fig tree, has budded, and the generation that sees this shall not pass until all is fulfilled. Imagine, a nation erased from the earth for 2,000 years, and a Jewish people who still maintain their identity, being restored as a nation in one day. Now consider this 2,800-year-old prophecy concerning Israel recorded in Isaiah 66, verse 8. Who hath heard such a thing? Who hath seen such things? Shall the earth be made to bring forth in one day? Or shall a nation be born at once? For as soon as Zion travailed, she brought forth her children. We are directed by Jesus Christ to watch for the signs of his coming. Several signs from the God said, man said, 21 signs of doomsday series follow. And then on to the main focus of this feature. One of the end day signs is found in Daniel chapter 8, verse 23, and it declares, transgressors are come to the full. Today, Fornication and adultery are glamorized. Illegal drugs are being legalized. Men marry men and women marry women. LGBTQ123 sits at the seat of honor and babies are butchered in the mother's womb. It's true. We don't know the exact time of Christ's return and this may not be it, but it's going to look just like this. A last day sign found in Daniel chapter 21 verse 4 is, But thou, O Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book, even to the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. Knowledge shall be increased. Today knowledge doubles in hours and not days. And all the world's knowledge on nearly any subject is at your fingertips. Just ask your phone. It's true. We don't know the exact time of Christ's return, and this may not be it, but it's going to look just like this. Second Thessalonians speaks of the spiritual mindset that shall prevail at the time of Christ's return. Second Thessalonians two ten through 12 And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this cause God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie, that they all might be damned, who believed not the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Today, the universities this world over teach their students that there was a big bang out of nothing, and by accident, all the marvels of life and the world and its universe were created, and that their second cousin was a banana, first cousin a mushroom, and their father a monkey. And the entire class in one accord said, isn't that interesting? Does that sound like a spirit of strong delusion? It's true. We don't know the exact time of Christ's return, and this may not be it, but it's going to look just like this. This feature is being published Thursday, November 9 at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. At this time, Israel is in the battle for its life. The desire of their enemies is to destroy them from the face of the earth. Anti-Semitic rage has erupted all over the earth, with Jews, for example, in parts of New York City, advised to stay in their homes, and others 
barricaded in the university library. The Word of God prophesies of a global battle raging at the world's end with its focus on Israel and even more specific, the rock on Mount Moriah, now known as the Jewish Temple Mount, where Abraham laid Isaac to be sacrificed unto God, even as God had commanded. This was Abraham's great trial of faith. God did not permit Abraham to sacrifice Isaac on the rock. Instead, he supplied a ram. Ancient Jewish sages viewed this rock as the center of the universe, and I think they've got this one right. The fate of the world pivots on this rock. Jesus will not initiate the battle of Armageddon, but he will end it. Ezekiel 38 speaks of such a battle, it follows. And the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, set thy face against Gog, the land of Magog, the chief prince of Meshach and Tubal, and prophesy against him, and say, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I am against thee, O Gog, the chief prince of Meshach and Tubal. And I will turn thee back, and put hooks into thy jaws, and I will bring thee forth in all thine army, horses and horsemen, all of them clothed with all sorts of armor, even a great company with bucklers and shields, all of them handling swords, Persia, Ethiopia, and Libya with them, all of them with shield and helmet, Gomer and all his bands, the house of Togarma of the north quarters and all his bands, and many people with thee. Be thou prepared, and prepare for thyself, thou and all thy company that are assembled unto thee, and be thou a guard unto them. After many days thou shalt be visited, in the latter years thou shalt come into the land that is brought back from the sword, and is gathered out of many people against the mountains of Israel, which have been always waste. But it is brought forth out of the nations, and they shall dwell safely, all of them. Thou shalt ascend and come like a storm, and thou shalt be like a cloud to cover the land, thou and all thy bands, and many people with thee. Thus saith the Lord God, It shall also come to pass that at that same time shall things come into thy mind, and thou shalt think an evil thought. And thou shalt say, I will go up to the land of unwalled villages. I will go to them that are at rest and dwell safely, all of them dwelling without walls and having neither bars nor gates, to take a spoil and to take a prey, to turn thine hand upon the desolate places that are now inhabited and upon the people that are gathered out of the nations." which have gotten cattle and goods that dwell in the midst of the land. Sheba and Dedan and the merchants of Tarshish, with all the young lions thereof, shall say unto thee, Art thou come to take a spoil? Hast thou gathered thy company to take a prey, to carry away silver and gold, to take away capital and goods, to take a great spoil? Therefore, son of man, prophesy and say unto Gog, Thus saith the Lord God, in that day when my people of Israel dwelleth safely, shalt thou not know it? And thou shalt come from thy place out of the north parts, thou and many people with thee, all of them riding upon horses, a great company and a mighty army. And thou shalt come up against my people of Israel as a cloud to cover the land. It shall be in the latter days, and I will bring thee against my land, that the heathen may know me when I shall be sanctified in thee, O Gog, before their eyes." Thus saith the Lord God, 
Art thou he of whom I have spoken in old time by my servants, the prophets of Israel, which prophesied in those days many years that I would bring thee against them? And it shall come to pass at the same time, when Gog shall come against the land of Israel, saith the Lord God, that my fury shall come up in my face. For in my jealousy and in the fire of my wrath have I spoken. Surely in that day there shall be a great shaking in the land of Israel, so that the fishes of the sea and the fowls of the heaven and the beasts of the field and all creeping things that creep upon the earth and all the men that are upon the face of the earth shall shake at my presence, and the mountains shall be thrown down, and the steep places shall fall, and every wall shall fall to the ground. And I will call for a sword against him throughout all my mountains, saith the Lord God. Every man's sword shall be against his brother. And I will plead against him with pestilence and with blood. And I will rain upon him and upon his bands, and upon the many people that are with him, an overflowing rain, and great hailstones, fire, and brimstone. Thus will I magnify myself and sanctify myself, and I will be known in the eyes of many nations, and they shall know that I am the Lord. Some debate exists over the ancient countries listed in chapter 38 and who they represent today. Some scholarly consensus exists that these countries represent today's Russia, Iran, Iraq, Afghanistan, Ethiopia, Sudan, Eastern Europe, Southeastern Europe, Turkey, and various other nations included in the statements, and all his bands and many people with him. Zechariah 14, 1 through 2 declares, Behold, the day of the Lord cometh, and thy spoil shall be divided in the midst of thee. For I will gather all nations against Jerusalem to battle, and the city shall be taken, and the houses rifled, and the women ravished, and half of the city shall go forth into captivity, and the residue of the people shall not be cut off from the city. An organization presently exists that could fit the bill of all nations being gathered against, uh, together against Jerusalem, and it is called the United Nations, which at the time of the end will be headed up by the Antichrist. Daniel speaks of this Antichrist in chapter 8, verses 24 and 25. And his power shall be mighty, but not by his own power. And he shall destroy wonderfully, and shall prosper and practice, and shall destroy the mighty and the holy people. And through his policy also he shall cause craft to prosper in his hand, and he shall magnify himself in his heart, and by peace shall destroy many. He shall also stand up against the prince of princes, but he shall be broken without hand. I think it curious that the United Nations is often known as peacekeepers, and Daniel writes, and by peace shall destroy many. The United Nations is the world. Ezekiel 38 and verses 8 and 16 tells us this battle will take place in the latter days. And then again in verse 20, he writes this. So that the fishes of the sea and the fowls of the heaven and the beasts of the field and all creeping things that creep upon the earth and all the men that are upon the face of the earth shall shake at my presence and the mountains shall be thrown down and the steep places shall fall and every wall shall fall to the ground. Watch as this passage interfaces with Revelation sixteen fifteen through 20. Behold, I come as a thief. 
Blessed is he that watcheth and keepeth his garments, lest he walk naked and they see a shame. And he gathered them together into a place called in the Hebrew tongue Armageddon. And the seventh angel poured out his vial into the air. And there came a great voice out of the temple of heaven from the throne, saying, It is done. And there were voices and thunders and lightnings, and there was a great earthquake, such as was not since men were upon the earth, so mighty an earthquake and so great. And the great city was divided into three parts, and the cities of the nations fell, and great Babylon came in remembrance before God to give unto her the cup of the wine of the fierceness of his wrath. And every island fled away, and the mountains were not found. Jesus said when he returns to the earth, it will be as it was in the days of Noah. It's noteworthy to point out that creation geologists theorize that the world's great mountain ranges were formed during the global flood when the world's tectonic plates crashed into each other and the mountains buckled upward. This appears to be Noah in reverse. Mountains fall flat and islands disappear. Mountains and islands are leagued together. Herefore, islands are simply mountain peaks. Again, the mountains are in play in Zechariah fourteen three and 4. Then shall the Lord go forth and fight against those nations as when he fought in the day of battle. And his feet shall stand in that day upon the Mount of Olives, which is before Jerusalem on the east. And the Mount of Olives shall cleave in the midst thereof toward the east and toward the west. And there shall be a very great valley. And half of the mountain shall remove toward the north and half of it toward the south. This is the big earthquake that marks the end of the world as we know it. A fault line runs directly under the Mount of Olives. When Jesus makes this beautiful promise to the saints in Mark eleven twenty two and 23, he is referring to the Mount of Olives. Listen to this. And Jesus answering saith unto them, Have faith in God, for verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Make no doubt about it. The Mount of Olives is preparing to move. The battle of Ezekiel 38 continues on in the chapter 39, and verse 22 reads, So the house of Israel shall know that I am the Lord their God from that day and forward. This event will take place at Armageddon, nearly 500 years before Christ. Zechariah chapter 12, 9 through 14 makes this amazing prophecy. And it shall come to pass in that day that I will seek to destroy all the nations that come against Jerusalem, and I will pour upon the house of David and upon the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and of supplications. And they shall look upon me, whom they have pierced, and they shall mourn for him as one mourneth for his only son, and shall be in bitterness for him as one that is in bitterness for his firstborn. In that day there shall be a great mourning in Jerusalem, as the mourning of Hadadrimon in the valley of Megiddo. And the land shall mourn, every family apart, the family of the house of David apart, and their wives apart the family of the house of Nathan apart, and their wives apart, the family of the house of Levi apart, and their wives apart, 
the family of Shimei apart and their wives apart, all the families that remain, every family apart and their wives apart. Then Zechariah chapter 13, 6 through 9, And one shall say unto him, What are these wounds in thine hands? Then he shall answer, Those with which I was wounded in the house of my friends. Awake, O sword, against my shepherd and against the man that is my fellow, saith the Lord of hosts. Smite the shepherd, and the sheep shall be scattered, and I will turn mine hand upon the little ones. And it shall come to pass that in all the lands, saith the Lord, two parts therein shall be cut off and die, but the third shall be left therein. And I will bring the third part through the fire, and will refine them as silver is refined, and will try them as gold is tried. They shall call on my name, and I will hear them. I will say, It is my people, and they shall say, The Lord is my God. It's shocking to discover. The Jewish casualty rate of this final battle is listed. Zechariah says, Two parts therein shall be cut off and die. That number is six is, is, is excuse me point six 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 and it's certainly no coincidence. Christ the King of the Jews returns to deliver the remnant of Israel, and Zechariah says, They will look upon me whom they have pierced, and again, what are these wounds in thine hands? Then he shall answer those with which I was wounded in the house of my friends. At this point, Israel will know their God and Jesus Christ, his only begotten Son, and this Christ will teach them of the Father. Matthew eleven twenty seven. All things are delivered unto me of my Father, and no man knoweth the Son but the Father, neither knoweth any man the Father save the Son, and he to whomsoever the Son will reveal him. Luke ten twenty two. All things are delivered to me of my Father, and no man knoweth who the Son is but the Father, and who the Father is but the Son, and he to whom the Son will reveal him. It's true. We don't know the exact time of Christ's return, and the battle that rages today may not be the precursor to Armageddon, but it's going to look just like this. Prepare to meet your God. If you have yet to make your peace with God, click on further with Jesus now while there is still time. God said, Matthew twenty-four thirty-two through 34. Now learn a parable of the fig tree. When his branch is yet tender and porteth forth leaves, ye know that summer is nigh. So likewise ye, when ye shall see all these things, know that it is near even at the doors. Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass till all things be fulfilled. God said, Daniel eight twenty four and 25, And his power shall be mighty, but not by his own power. And he shall destroy wonderfully, and shall prosper in practice, and destroy the mighty and the holy people. And through his policy also, he shall cause craft to prosper in his hand, and he shall magnify himself in his heart, and by peace shall destroy many. He also shall stand up against the prince of princes, but he shall be broken without hand. Zechariah fourteen one through 4 Behold, the day of the Lord cometh, and thy spoil shall be divided in the midst of thee. For I will gather all nations against Jerusalem to battle, 
and the city shall be taken, and houses rifled, and the women ravished. And half of the city shall go forth into captivity, and the residue of the people shall not be cut off from the city. Then shall the Lord go forth and fight against those nations, as when he fought in the day of battle. And his feet shall stand in that day upon the Mount of Olives, which is before Jerusalem on the east. And the Mount of Olives shall cleave in the midst thereof toward the east and toward the west, and there shall be a very great valley. And half of the mountain shall remove toward the north, and half of it toward the south. Man said, Who needs God when you got a phone? Now you have the record.